Welcome back to Community Blooms. This is your host, Akil Cole. Community Blooms brings you refreshing, authentic, and hopeful stories from people in different communities working to protect the environment, educate those around them, and improve the health of folks near and far. If you're new here or just enjoy the refresher, this is a podcast by the Community Ecology Institute, or CEI, a nonprofit organization based in Columbia, Maryland, whose mission is cultivating communities where people and nature thrive together. Here at Community Blooms, each season focuses on a different community. For our first season, I interviewed folks working in fields related to the environment, education, health, and equity here in Howard County, Maryland, where I'm staying right now and where CEI is located. This season, I'm focusing on stories from students ranging from high school to college and beyond. For our first student story, I will be interviewing, and I put that in air quotes, myself. I really want to let you all know my perspective, you know, what drives me to do this work, and hopefully I might inspire another student in some way, shape, or form. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the show. y'all so we have here with us today the wonderful akil cole akil why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself oh thanks akil i really appreciate that so my name is akil cole middle name layton last name cole first name akil and i am a rising junior over at georgetown university in washington dc but i'm currently staying in howard county maryland because i'm working at freetown farm for the summer as i did last summer in 2021 I'm from Miami, and sometimes it seems like a very unlikely thing that a guy from Miami is spending the summer in Maryland, but I've got a lot of good reasons. I'm sure you do, and I'm looking forward to getting into some of those reasons as we have this conversation. As am I. So, tell us, can you remember a watershed moment during which your interest or passion in nature was inspired? Well... Back in the summer of 2016, I just finished eighth grade, right? And I was preparing to enter high school. I was excited. You know, it's a new stage of life. And my soon-to-be advanced placement world history teacher, shout out to Miss Bryson, assigned a creative book report for summer reading as an early piece of extra credit. The book Miss Bryson assigned to my class was called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. To this day, it is still my favorite book because it literally and fundamentally changed the way I look at the world. This relatively short novel shifted what and how I thought about human society and nature and myself. So it inspired me to see myself as a necessary and useful member of the community of life here on Earth. And honestly, like this kind of like blew me away because this was like directly in contrast to some of the negative and apathetic messages I'd been getting from news and school and my religious background. So to my surprise, I learned I didn't have to buy into the narrative that I, as an individual human being, was inherently destructive, or that we, as a species, had no choice but to go on living in such a way that would destabilize our planet. I see, I see. Yeah, and so as I worked through that book, I gained a sense of hope and urgency about connecting with and protecting the environment. By the end of that summer, summer of 2016, I knew I wanted to pursue a life dedicated to environmental protection and changing people's minds about their relationship to nature. That said, <laughs> ninth grade Akil like had no clue, had didn't even know the first thing about where to start on that particular mission. 
I mean, there was the fact that like I was learning about climate change here and there in like different classes, especially like AP Human Geography. And once again, shout out to Miss Bryson. She was my AP Human Geo teacher and my AP World History teacher and my AP uh, US government teacher. Um, I also went to different Model United Nations conferences where I spoke about climate refugees and water quality. And I even worked up to being a vegan by Thanksgiving 2018. But throughout all of that, throughout the MUN conferences and the classes and even being vegan, this mission and passion of connecting with nature um, that I was gaining after this really instrumental book in my life, Ishmael, was still largely an intellectual passion and mission. It wasn't something that like I felt I embodied. Um, but that would change in the fall of 2020 when I started uh, attending school virtually. So... You mentioned that there's some work that you're doing here at Freetown Farm. Would you mind getting into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So that involves me giving a bit of a intro to how I got into environmental work. And that intro starts with CEI and that introduction to CEI starts with my environmental studies course over at Georgetown University. So I was taking this intro course called Environment and Society. It was co-taught by two wonderful professors. Shout out to Martha Weiss, uh, one, one of the professors in the biology department, and Dr. Randall Amster, one of the professors in the environmental studies department. They both work together. Um, but... Dr. Amster had invited um, Kiara, Kiara Diamore, Dr. Kiara Diamore to my class to present and talk about CEI. And up until this point in my life, I really had no direct exposure to environmental nonprofits or farms or gardening or ecology or agriculture. So when Dr. Diamore was explaining the vision and the mission and the work of the Community Ecology Institute at Freetown Farm, my mind was literally... Okay, that's an exaggeration, but it was blown. It was like, without a doubt, I was like, what is going on? This is super, super cool. I want to get involved. And beyond just the work of CEI, I was really blown away by Dr. Diamore's Dr. personal experience as a professional um, in environmental consulting and as a professor and just her different experiences. So two days after her presentation, I sent her, well, I sent her what was essentially a fanboy email um, and I thanked her for presenting to my class. I told her how her experiences in academia, consulting and nonprofit work really connected a lot of dots for me because like I said, I didn't really have any real exposure to these things besides like the books I was reading and the conferences I was attending. And this, she just was just really making things click for me in, in her presentation and her story. And I ended up asking, like, how I could get involved. Like I mentioned, I'm from Miami. So given the fact that I was taking classes remotely in Miami, Florida, and Freetown Farm is in Columbia, Maryland, I was open to just about any opportunity to work remotely. So fast forward to December. So this is like a month later. And I mentioned to Dr. Deamore that I had a little bit of podcasting experience through a show that I was starting with some friends. And she was like, oh, okay. That's that's pretty dope. Um, fast forward a few more months, three more months, March 2021, and I was recording my first episodes of this here podcast, Community Blooms, um, with folks from CEI and other parts of Howard County. Uh, shout out to Howard Eagle Works and Leadership U. Oh, and Harvest, Harvest Unite. Um, so yeah, it was through this podcast that the incredible conversations I took part in 
allowed me to feel so inspired and moved to actually move here to Howard County last year in the summer 2021 and spend eight weeks at the farm. And yet again, and in even more real way, my mind was blown. I was like, what? Like, look at all the work that's being doing, like being done here. Like, look at all these people, the volunteers, the interns, the staff members, like all working together on these different projects in the different gardens that demonstrate different principles of agriculture and the synergies between pollinators and flowering and and fruits and vegetables and just all this stuff i was just like this is i'm i'm in hog heaven frankly um so you know last summer i i helped um run the summer internship program and as i did that i learned basic gardening skills right like weeding and watering and planting and harvesting and i connected with dozens of community members and even constructed a fence which is now in our market garden so without a doubt and without exaggeration without hyperbole my time at freetown farm in the summer of 2021 was one of the most fulfilling and gratifying experiences of my entire life wow wow Akil, that uh that sounds pretty amazing I, i've got to say that from a first person point of view i had to agree that was quite the experience so i'm really glad that you got to share that with us so you mentioned that you were at freetown farm last year and you're here now so what are you doing right now like what kind of work do you do right now so i'm actually here in howard county i'm staying in ellicott city but i'm working at the farm like i mentioned and I'm I'm planning to be here for a total of seven weeks. At the time of this recording, I've been here for three weeks. So I'll be here for another month or so. And um, I'm running our seven-week internship program for high school and college students with a lot of guidance and incredible support and insight from our Nourishing Gardens program director, Teresa Taylor. Teresa, if you're listening to this, much love. Um, in my role, I guide the interns through farm tasks ranging from weeding, mugwort, and sheet mulching gardens to planting crops like squash and harvesting ripe crops. I also try to create a positive and engaging learning experience for the interns by planning social events at the farm and encouraging conversations between interns. That said, I don't want to give anyone the wrong impression whatsoever. I will be the first person to admit that I have so much to learn about gardening and farming and ecology and leadership and even though i have very little experience in these fields i'm surrounded by like the most incredible people like Teresa and erica jones and gary Polarchik and dr Moore and maddie bloom and sophie and madison just christy just people at the farm they know so much and they're so willing to answer questions even if they're obvious questions you know a lot of the time I find myself just like asking like, what plant is this? What is this tool? A couple of weeks ago, or maybe even just a week ago, I literally didn't know the name of a rake. Like I knew what the tool was. I knew how to use it. And I just couldn't remember the name, but no one clowned me for it. And that's the kind of space CEI is like, no matter what level of engagement you're in, whether you're a full-time employee or a volunteer or an intern or a first-timer, you're greeted with this level of respect that allows you to appreciate the space, but also appreciate the people that are cultivating the space, which makes learning about the environment that much more fun because you're not being judged for not knowing anything because we're all just here to learn, you know? Yeah, I've, I've got to say that that sounds wonderful. And I, I, I hope more people get the opportunity to experience what you experience so 
another question. You've talked about a lot of great things that you enjoy, the, the community, the, the learning experiences, the, the different farm tasks, but it's not always fun in, uh, in sunshine and rainbow. So what are some of the challenges that you face as you work in the environmental and ecology space? Well, I got to say, as welcoming and exciting as it is to be in an environment where people are willing to teach you things, it's also very stressful when you expect yourself to know more, right? Because especially because I'm in a position where people are asking me questions and like I'm trying to direct interns to do different things, it's difficult sometimes admitting and being forthright about the fact that I know a lot less than even some of the interns like some of the interns like are full-fledged gardeners they've got their own stuff they've been gardening for many seasons they they cook with the crops that they grow and they have all this information and so sometimes it's really just a matter of humbling myself and knowing that there's no there's no use or benefit in lying about the degree to which I know something um and what I am good at is connecting with people, being genuinely interested in them and leaning into my strengths allows me to feel comfort in what I feel insecure about, which is like my gardening knowledge, my agricultural knowledge, my ec ecological knowledge. Um, I'm also a board member. Uh, and so one thing I'm getting to learn about um, environmental work from the nonprofit side of things as, as I work with the other um, directors on the board of directors for CEI is that it's it's a you're constantly looking for resources and money and making connections you know because it'd be wonderful if we could just like you know have a world where we could just have farms and grow things and connect with people and educate and you know boost people's health but in this world we need money and so you know raising money um, and connecting with people and facing rejection and strategizing, um, those are all really challenging. And as a 20 year old, you know, being in a room full of, you know, um, mostly middle-aged people, it can sometimes be quite intimidating as welcoming and wonderful as the entire board is. Um, because I simply don't have the experience to, you know, not necessarily match up with, but I guess, Sometimes I feel like I am not bringing enough to the table. And that's a challenge that, you know, I know other students sometimes feel when feel when they're in different professional spaces. And so that's not necessarily specific to being in the environmental or ecological space. But that's a challenge that I've I've faced in the way I've engaged in this space, you know, professionally and you know, connecting with people that are older than me, um, who know so much more than me, or even younger people that know much, so much more than me, I guess the biggest challenge is the knowledge gap. And I think it's an opportunity too. I like the way you phrased that. You know, the knowledge gap doesn't necessarily need to be this massive hole of insecurity. It could be this opportunity for development, for learning, for growth, for all the good things, right? Yeah, definitely. I I, th I think it's I think it's an understatement to say that there's a lot to learn for anybody entering the environmental space or the leadership space or the nonprofit space uh, or all three because that's what that's what I've been doing. So let's move along. You mentioned that you're in the board, 
and I'm sure there are plenty of projects and initiatives that you get to stay privy to as, as a board member. So could you tell me about one of your favorite developments in your work in the past year? Well, I've got to plug it always. I'm probably going to plug it until we reach our goal. But our capital campaign to raise funds for our community engagement center, I've got to say the vision for that engagement center um, is fantastic. And I can't wait to see all the funds and permits and all the resources come together to finally have this realized. Right. So I mentioned this in our last episode, which aired uh, during Earth Day. But I want to plug it again because our barn razor, which we're, you know, we're calling it like barn because the structure is a barn and razor because it's a fundraiser. Um, I want to pl- plug the barn razor again because it's an opportunity to contribute to something amazing, right? As of right now, for the past, you know, three years that CEI has been stewarding Freetown Farm, we've been without bathrooms. Dr. Dumore hasn't had an office space. Like all the incredible work that CEI has been able to do has been without indoor plumbing, without proper indoor space. And it's cultivated so much community. Thousands of people interact every year at the farm, thousands of hours, you know, thousands of pounds of food have have been donated and, you know, so much is being done. And it's like, man, think about what could happen with a proper community engagement space where we could have books for kids to come in and learn about nature. And, you know, people could actually sit down and just kind of cool off while, you know, summer is going on like it is right now. So I'm excited for the, the barn to really be transformed and finished and all the green features to be added so we could demonstrate how to generate energy for the farm um, while we're doing all the things. It's just, I'm not doing it justice. Genuinely, I'm not doing it justice, but I'm excited for what the barn will bring. So on that note, please, 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 if you're listening to this, consider supporting our efforts by donating with the link in the show notes. It's my donation link um, as a barn raiser. I, as an individual barn raiser, made the link. So it would mean a lot to me personally if you could help me help CEI. Thank you for all that. Uh, I would elaborate, but that was quite the mouthful. And I'm sure people may be getting annoyed with our voices. I second that. So I'm sure we're close to ending the episode. Indeed we are. So are there any future projects or initiatives that you'd like to share with the listeners? The main one, more episodes coming this month. Uh, I just finished recording an episode with a good friend of mine. So I'm really excited to share that. But whenever y'all get the chance to, you know, hear that when I'm done fooling around with myself here (laughs) in this conversation, I can't wait for y'all to hear that. That is wonderful. I'm excited for everyone to hear that too. So lastly, you know, it's a tradition of the podcast to end with one practical tip for folks to get involved with nature or their community or any other thing that enables them to just get started in this space. So Akil, what would one such goal or bit of advice be? It's been said on this podcast before, but I think just start, just start, just start whatever that thing has been in your mind. If it's been gardening Pick your first two seeds, go to Home Depot, get a couple seed packs and plant, you know, something. If it's 
learning about a particular topic like zero waste or water quality or soil quality. Just learn about it. Pick up the first book that you find. Read the first article. I think one thing that can be really overwhelming is how big some of these issues are, like climate change and food justice and soil health and all these things. And so if you want to be engaged in the environmental space, whatever your age is, whatever your class is, whatever your race is, just start and you'll stumble along to some incredible answers and some incredible people if you continue to just start. Sometimes you'll stop, but get back up and start again. So yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, Thank you so much for this conversation. Hey, I talk with myself all the time, but this time people get to hear it, so this was pretty cool. so 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 very much for listening to this conversation between me and myself i hope it was insightful and inspiring and maybe you're inspired to do something different than what you were planning to do before the conversation feel free to reach out to me i'm going to include my personal instagram account in the show notes it's at akil.co if you don't feel like clicking on the link and i'm also going to include the instagram account to the service I run for high school and college students in the first two years of college. It's called You're Better For, and its mission is to positively transform students' high school and early college experience by improving their confidence, helping them find and understand themselves, and guiding them to answers about themselves that they already have inside of them. And the main service I provide um, alongside my really close friend, Robbie, shout out to Robbie, um, is skills workshops. But we also just have an Instagram page, which is just free content that is encouraging and lovely. And I think a lot of high school and college students could really benefit from this. So check it out. Also, if you are a fan of YouTube or know someone who is, you can check out Project Perspective, a channel I run with my friend Franco with the mission of developing a diverse, kind and open understanding of the world as we pursue our purpose, deepen our perspectives and share our journeys. Also, if you're part of a community whose environmental work you'd like featured on our podcast, please send us a message at communityecologyinstitute.org. Go ahead and give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Community, community Ecology Institute. There is no stutter. It's just Community Ecology Institute. <laughs> you can also subscribe to Community Blooms, this podcast, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or literally anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this on an app you're not used to and you want to, you know, get on the app that you're usually used to and it's not there, please let me know. So without further ado, and until next time, learn from someone new, do the best that you can do and strive to make sure your community blooms. Peace.